Magandang hapon po sa inyong lahat. At welcome back uli sa ating physical masses sa shrine. And I also greet those brothers and sisters who are uh, joining us in worship through this live streaming wherever you are. A blessed Sunday to everyone. Fifty years ago, I I still remember this uh, story of a this uh, project in 1972. I was in grade one, I think, you know, when uh, NASA launched this uh, Pioneer 10, an exploratory thing, no, that they uh, the scientists sent for a mission to reach Jupiter. And uh, with the uh, intention that uh, hopefully this uh, Pioneer 10 could uh, send back useful information about that planet. Now, it was a bold uh, plan because at that time, no satellite had gone beyond Mars yet. Pioneer 10 accomplished its mission and so much more. It swung past Jupiter in 1973, then past Saturn, then Uranus, then Pluto. They were expecting only until Jupiter. And in 1997, Pioneer 10 was more than 6 billion miles from the sun. Despite the immense distance, Pioneer 10 continued to, to beam back radio signals to the Earth. The most remarkable thing that was that those signals were powered by a mere 8-watt transmitter which radiates about as much power as a bedroom night light not even the most optimistic scientists could have ever imagined that little 8 watt transmitter could do and uh, in 2003 they were still receiving signals from it but very hazy and uh, the projection of the scientists that it continues to travel and maybe transmitting, but it it cannot be it cannot be reached anymore. Now, a beautiful image, as one author would say, a beautiful image of a thing that can give so much beyond the mere expectation, the, the little expectations that we have. No? It is just incredible no? how this little 8-watt transmitter can do. And it can be a beautiful image of also what we can do in the hands of God. Like the Pioneer 10, small, 
modest, with limited capability, little expectations from the scientists, you know, from it, must have been the image also of Peter in the gospel today, or Jeremiah in the first reading, and Paul in the second reading. Jeremiah says, for example, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So with Paul confesses, I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church, the church of God. And Peter confessed humbly, falling down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. It is a common experience of those who have been truly called in fact, spiritual directors, formators would see, for example, as one of the signs of a true calling when one recognizes humbly one's unworthiness, one's insignificance in the face of God's show of kindness, compassion, I think it is not just for a strategic purpose that one recognizes one's insignificance before God. I think this is an essential experience and dimension of our vocation, our calling, and our relationship with God in general. Why? Because our realization of our insignificance and unworthiness precludes us in believing that the good that we can do or we can accomplish is because of us. And we might be led to think that these things that we can accomplish are our own. Which in fact, God's work and mission, it is He who makes these, what He has given us, prosper. In other words, it precludes, it tries to, with this realization of our insignificance is to preclude that idea that we are saviors. Of course we know only the bloated ego would think of that, that we can save ourselves. 
authentic Christian calling or vocation should always be rooted in this realistic realization of our humble our hum, uh, our humble <coughs> statue our insignificance i am what i am and have accomplished what i have accomplished because god has given me all this and has enabled me to do and accomplish his work his mission and i am i'm also telling that to myself as a priest because th that is a great temptation when one performs in the name of god the temptation that ah ang galing ko i have accomplished so much which in fact if it is not for the grace of god as paul would say in the second reading we cannot accomplish any good at all like the pioneer 10 willing to be launched into the unknown and reach the unimaginable beauty and the vastness of God's creation. So those called by the Lord willing to take the risk in this in this beautiful project can also reach marvelous heights of our possibilities that God has given us. Peter and his companions were asked by Jesus to put out into the deep water and lower their nets for a catch. Even though they had a bad experience the previous night of catching nothing, Peter obeyed Jesus. Come on. At your command, I will lower the nets, Peter said. And true enough, they caught a great number of fish. We learn this important lesson and truth here that it is Christ's work and it is he who makes things prosper grow and bear fruit we just need to trust and obey paul would confess the same realization by the grace of god i am what i am it is indeed a very important lesson in our journey in life to be always rooted on this realistic appreciation of ourselves that we belong to God and what we have are from him we can only cooperate like Peter like Paul like Jeremiah so that God can do his 
work. That's why in every Mass, in every celebration, we always start with this what we call the penitential rite. We pause for a moment, remembering of our unworthiness, of our situation as sinners, to remind us not really to, to burden us that we become depressive of our situation as sinners, but to be realistic of who we are. Remembering of our rootedness in God's mercy, in God's love. May we, as followers, continue to grow in this realization of our rootedness in God, in His mercy and compassion. And may we have also the trust of Peter, of Paul. Let your will be done, Lord, in my life. I will obey and I will trust in you. You who know what is best for me. Amen.